0: Is your business your mission and your mission your business? If yes, you've found your tribe. Whether you consider yourself a changemaker or faith-driven impact or social entrepreneur, you are avant-garde, going your own way, making your own path, doing it like no one has done before. You're a forward-thinking force for goodness in our world. And the answers to the challenges you're facing aren't in a book. My friend, you are not alone. This is the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tricia Bailey, a mission-minded serial entrepreneur and traveler. I'm here to use my authenticity and passion to equip and empower you to live in your highest calling, feeling freedom, fulfillment, and security while you inspire others to do the same. Join me for a special blend of strategy, science, and spirituality for taking Avant-Garde inspired action in your business so that you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. I believe it doesn't have to be hard to be right. Welcome to Avant Garde Entrepreneur. I am so glad you're here today with me, my friend. As I talked about in episode 48, we are focusing on helping you build strong, sustainable businesses while nourishing your soul and your spirit. That's the big emphasis for 2024. And our first guest of the year is here to do just that. So in broad terms, we are talking about marketing and mindset, but I have a feeling based on the amazing person that we're talking to, we'll probably get into something uh, much more deeper than that. We have the pleasure of meeting Dylan Vannis. Dylan is the founder and CEO of one of the most successful SaaS companies, Agency Box, and the co-founder of Mindful Agency. He went from being what he calls a wantpreneur to a full-blown entrepreneur, and he's been featured in major media outlets like Fox, ABC, Yahoo, and he even has his own column for entrepreneur.com. He's got hundreds of thousands of followers, and he's really been able to build relationships with some of the world's most influential people. As one of the toughest leaders in the market industry, Dylan has grown a sizable personal brand agency box, servicing thousands of clients and providing agencies with insourcing solutions to reach new clients and help them service their existing clients even better. In addition to that, Agency Box offers multiple digital services such as social media management, Facebook and Google advertising, logo and graphic design, press services, SEO, website development, and much more. Needless to say, Dylan knows a thing or two about what our topics are today. But Dylan doesn't stop there. He's way more than a marketing and digital world expert, he's a successful, Two-time eight-figure entrepreneur with a desire to share his unique perspectives and experiences with others so that they can see things in a new light and take action towards creating their own success. Dylan, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Thanks for that. I don't know why. It's hard for me to hear a minute of myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was the longest minute of your life. (laughs) What did we go to uh, say?
1: Thanks for. Thanks for sharing this thing. So, but yeah, glad to be here.
0: Yeah, you've done a lot in your, in your life. It's amazing, Dylan. And if people aren't watching on YouTube, hopefully people are watching on YouTube. But if you're listening on air, you'll see that Dylan is not an old guy for what he's done quite young. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Dylan, kind of from your perspective. Obviously, we know a little bit about your professional some of your professional accolades but tell us a little bit about your roots like where did you grow up where did you go to school and kind of what was your early early career like
1: yeah so i'm originally from vancouver canada and i live in las vegas right now which is like the polar opposite you know anything about uh vancouver it's like the it's kind of like the canadian comparison of los angeles you know, like very green, like yoga, like you can do every outdoor activity. And now I'm in like the the sin capital of the world. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I came from a family of dentists. My dad's a dentist. His dad was a dentist. And so naturally, I was supposed to be a dentist. And, uh, you know, one day I woke up and I'm like, Dad, I don't think I want to look in people's mouths for the rest of my life. So I dropped into college. He didn't talk to me for six months because I was kind of walking away from effectively like like a you know, golden handcuffs, right? Like yeah. here, take over the family business. I had to figure it out myself, right? At that point. So I just went on basically a journey of 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 like, of. there's a book called The Alchemist by Paul Coelho, one of my favorite books. And I actually gave it to my dad years later after I read it. So dad, read this book. And uh, he read it and he's like, ah, I understand how you think now. Because th- that book is all about one person discovering really like the meaning of their this is what I took from it, right? I think everyone takes something different. But I took that this the main character discovering like the purpose of his life through going through experiences, but ultimately the whole purpose, the whole thing he was looking for was back where he started. And so through that, it's like, you know, I went on a crazy journey of like of literally moving and living in like seven different cities in like two years and, and traveling in the country with this uh business I was trying to start. And ultimately I just realized like, you know, I can just start, I started like four or five companies, they all failed. One of them did really well, really quickly, and then failed really quickly. I made a million dollars in like my first year, million dollars in my first year and a half. And then like it went and just dis- and like failed completely. So I was like, okay, let me assess like who I am, what I can really do. And, and I realized I've always loved marketing, I've always been intrigued by it. So I was like, how can I help other businesses do that? And I started off just by helping uh, a few people that I knew. And then um, I started to kind of discover this opportunity in like, like people wanting to become thought leaders, like Mm -hmm. these people that want to grow their personal brand online, get on stages, get, grow their following. And so then we, in, in mindful agency, that's really what we do. We focus on that. We help people grow their brands. And then agency box is a support mechanism for other people that run agencies now, so I'm kind of like the agency's agency. <laughs> but at the same time also have my own agency where we serve, you know, people like you too who are, who are growing their personal brand and and looking to impact more people. So that's the 2-minute version.
0: That's amazing. I'm sure that there's a 30-minute version that's even more spectacular. But that's amazing that you summed it up so concisely. What was your so you talked about walking away from the family business? reading The Alchemist and going on a journey. What, and you you knew that you could help people in marketing. How did you go from it being an idea of, you know, I really love marketing and I really like helping people. What was your next step for it to become the first step toward agency box?
1: I think with everything, the first step is, is materializing it, right? So whether it's, you know, I want to be in better shape or I want to, whatever it is, the first step to materializing it is running it down as a goal so for me that's that's you know that's with everything I want it's like let me take this thought put it on paper I actually have a I was looking at this the other day this is a a list of goals I can't I fooled up and put in my wallet this was years ago I keep them and I was looking at this one I was like it was this is 2020 and it's like all but one of these I achieved and it's funny I went through a period in my life when i i would look at these goals every day and like review mm-hmm. them i literally had them on my mirror and i would like read them out loud in like affirmation style like i'm wealthy i'm well you know like, and um now I, I don't do that necessarily every day because mm-hmm. i do have like business focuses and other stuff but just the the fact of like putting it in my wallet carrying it around like there's something i don't know what, what it is like there's just some, something powerful about Saying what we want, materializing it on paper, and then mm-hmm. keeping it with us and keeping that on the horizon. So that's like the, I guess, like the theoretical side, the yeah. tactical side of that is I just went out and told people what I was doing, and uh, just you know let people know because you know I went out said I went out to networking events, I went out to you know all the people I knew said hey I'm I'm starting this marketing agency. If you know anyone that wants to do some marketing, let me know. There's people out in the world that want to buy your stuff. You just got to know where to find them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and so from or and they got to know you exist too so yeah. for me it's just like if you let enough people know what you're doing eventually someone's gonna say yes mm-hmm. so that was like the first step and then I uh the first guy he's like hey your website I'm like yeah let me send it to you in the morning so like that night I'm like I'm like making my own website send it to him he's like oh great in the morning he's like great website I'm like thanks
0: <laughs> so that's amazing, Dylan. That's really inspiring to hear. It probably sounds so simple to you and just it's what you did. But for a lot of people, they feel shy about telling people what they do or they feel like they've got to have a lot of stuff in place. And that's a really, really encouraging to hear that you just kind of built it as you went, got out there and told people and just made it happen. Amazing. Yeah,
1: thank, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Can you differentiate for us? Is there a difference in your world and when you work with clients between personal and business branding?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I know sometimes people ask questions based on like what the audience wants to hear. And I don't know if you like, do you understand the difference between the two?
0: I feel like mine is the same because I am my brand now. In other businesses where I've had a partner or someone else was involved, Some of my values kind of were part of the brand, but not a lot. It was more the business was kind of based on what I knew people wanted, wasn't necessarily what I wanted. It was what they wanted. As Mm -hmm. far as from a branding standpoint, what what I showed.
1: I don't know if that was
0: the way to do it, but that's what I did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so here's the thing is you you nailed it perfectly in that you are your brand and you are by definition a personal brand. See, it would be different if it was called if it was tbphd.com. And, and it, it wasn't specifically you, it was like a big organization, your face wasn't there, it just happened to be inspired by you, you were the creator. But it's really like you, right? And you are the creator of, of your organization, but you're the brand, you're the face of it. So in that, you know, I have DylanVanis.com, that's that's me, I've got my social media is DylanVanis. That's my personal brand, I am the person. But then I've got my companies, I've got my agency, I've got agency box. And those are kind of my business brands. And so what I think is important is for every single person to have a personal brand, because much like they used to say about college degrees, and I know you're much more well educated educated from the traditional standpoint than me. So, you know, you may disagree with what I say here, but they used to say a college degree is something they can never take away from you. And while that's technically true, things are shifting in many ways where mm-hmm. having, you know, more letters after your name isn't necessarily the ticket to financial freedom. And so, with that being said, if you have a personal brand, whether you're you're working for a company or you're, you know, there's, I actually just bought a standing like a a, a, a treadmill so I can walk while I work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I looked online, and there's this this lady uh, called the the Walking Worker, and uh, I guess she's some some lady. She ended up losing like 50 pounds in a year by walking on one of these treadmills, but she's like a call center employee. But she went and while she's working as a call center employee, she created this brand around the walking worker. And now she's got hundreds of thousands of followers. That's a personal brand. See, the interesting thing about that now is is if she figures out a way to monetize if maybe she, I don't know if she's necessarily business savvy, but let's say she gets a business uh, inspiration. She decides to sell merchandise and all these other things. Now she has a business because of her personal brand. But that merchandise company would have never succeeded had she not had a personal brand let's say 4 years later there's another crypto boom and she wants to create a an nft then she can sell an nft or let's say she wants to create a health product like whatever it is and so whether it's a company you're working with or your own company a personal brand kind of follows you and it's much more sticky mm-hmm. just uh you know one last thing on this point is that that if you go look at home depot and then the ceo of home depot Home Depot is actually a bad example. So Twitter, right? Elon Musk has 160 some odd followers. And then Twitter itself has, what, 30 million, 40 million. Same thing with Instagram. Mark Zuckerberg has more followers than Instagram itself. Same thing with Bill Gates. And so the truth is, and Amazon with Jeff Bezos. So these, why do the people who are the CEO of the company have more of a following than the company when the company is probably more widely known by the masses? It's because people are more sticky.
0: So it sounds like if you're someone, let's say you're just a few years into your business or you're thinking about starting one, especially social entrepreneurs, it's very much a it's a very much a heart thing. If you've got to choose between the two, if you've got to start with one or the other, it sounds like it's probably better to start with your personal brand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So how do you do that in this digital age, obviously it's really important, but kind of what are your tips for people to create a strong personal brand?
1: Yeah. So there's three kind of, there's like an a, ascension of three things. I kind of look at like a pyramid on the bottom level is uh, what I call a baseline level of social proof. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically if someone Googles you, there needs to be something about you that exists, you know, in your case, you've got your, your personal brand website, you've got your LinkedIn page. You also have your, you know, your Instagram and your socials and stuff like that. Right. But for you, for someone else, right? They need to set those things up. So uh, you need to have a website that's tip- ideally yourname.com or, or or something similar. And then from there, you have um Instagram is kind of like one of the, the main platforms that most people are using today to facilitate business. So usually I encourage people to, to go there and you can, you should start posting content. But so it's it's the baseline level of social proof is 10,000 followers on Instagram Uh, which you can do through, there's ways to grow that initial 10,000. But basically the whole purpose of that first layer is no one cares about you until they believe that you're worth caring about. It's like this weird, like psychological thing, right? If you have six followers and it's just pictures of your cat and your dog, people are like, okay, like, why am I going to follow this person? There's nothing here. But if you have 12,000 followers and you're posting value-driven content, Well, then in that case, people are more likely to say like, okay, this is interesting. Maybe I'll give this person a follow. So that's at the bottom level. Also, if you can get featured in some articles, digital articles that show up on Google, that's helpful too. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense on layer one?
0: Yes. Yes, it does.
1: So then when you ascend to layer two, this is what's the mission? What's the purpose? Like, why are you actually doing this? And uh, with that then, you know, for you, if it's like, you know, social entrepreneurship, we want to then create, I don't know what you're, I'm not sure exactly sure what your mission is, but maybe it's let's say, you know, elevating social entrepreneurs, for example. And so then with that, you would know that your entire content would wrap around that one idea where everything you're doing ties to that and you start creating content around it. And then uh so that's when people who come to see your page, they know what you're about. And then on the on the top layer is the kind of the hardest part, which is actually building an audience, right? How do you get people to follow you and want to follow you? Uh, in in masses and the best way to do that in today today's age right now is through what i call audience hacking so basically what you're doing is you're going and you're uh, you're going to get in front of other people's audiences through partnerships they're gonna they're gonna find a way to to have them promote or share you or collaborate with you and then you're being exposed to their audience that they've already spent years building and you're going to pull from it it is really hard to build an audience organically today on social media But if you can get in front of someone who has already done all the hard leg work, uh, get in front of their audience, then you have the ability to to grow your brand much faster.
0: That's amazing. That's great insight. And it's so, I won't say it's easy, but it's simple. So thank you for that. Yeah. So when it comes to, as you're building your brand, obviously we want to, you know, you talked about getting in with with influential people. And you talked about, you know, your story from just going to networking meetings and telling people what you're doing. How do you approach building and so cultivating and maintaining relationships with influential people while you're still doing the running the business of your business?
1: Yeah. So for me, I kind of have an advantage. So for me, I've, you know, I've been lucky to be able to work alongside some really great people and have them as clients. See, with my business, my agency, it's like, if if I want to work with someone, I can just message them and tell them what I do. And then offer to do it for free for them, because I just want to build that relationship. So if I'm, you know, if I'm, let's say I want to connect with I don't know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, right? He's quite influential, but, you know, I, I could find a way to get in front of him. And Let's say there's something he needs. He's he's on another stratosphere, so there's probably not a whole lot he needs. But let's dial him back ten years ago. It's like, hey, uh, can I be your PR firm? We'll do all your press and media exposure. I'll do it pro bono for the next twelve months, right? For us, it doesn't cost a whole lot. But now I'm able to foster a relationship with with you know really a growing and high level person. And so that's one way we do it. And really, it's just about being valuable leading with value and service and not asking for anything in, in return. And then with that being said, eventually that leads to more opportunities down the road and, and just all around a good exchange of value. So how to build relationships while running a business and being busy. My business kind of is like the, the mechanism for that, mm-hmm. but also say yes to everything. People invite me to events. People invite me on to you know, podcast shows, people invite me to speak at, like, to speak at stuff. People invite me to net, like dinners. Like I'm just going to say yes and try to squeeze it in because I know that if I just meet one person and that leads to one other thing or whatever, It's it's valuable use of my time.
0: So for people who don't necessarily, aren't running a marketing firm and don't have the, I guess you could say the ease of access or the easy offer and service to provide, then it's really about whoever the people are that you want to meet offering value where you can and then saying yes to as many opportunities as possible.
1: There you go. Exactly. Yeah. And everyone has a way to add value, right? Yeah. Even if it's just like being a friend. Like mm-hmm. some of these people, by the way, I got I got I have a uh, one friend of mine. He's very well known and he's incredibly successful. He's like the number one guy in his industry. And uh he told me when I met him he's like dude I don't need anything from you but just a relationship you know Mm -hmm. like if it's my daughter's birthday send me a note if it's Christmas just wish you know wish me Merry Christmas and sooner or later you're going to be the only person who's done that for a year or two and now you're going to be one of my closest friends Um, and that was a big aha moment for me I was like wow even people at the top that's Mm -hmm. all they want Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and then when you're around them, you're such a high vibe person. If they're a high vibe person, you're going to just attract more of that. And Mm -hmm. it becomes something where I, I think a lot of people, especially in social entrepreneurship, because they're leading so many people and they're dealing with really difficult, complicated socioeconomic challenges. It's tough to find friends and people that you can really relate to and that are kind of high vibe and pull you up. So I can see the value of finding those people and those influential people and truly just being a friend and not not giving or accepting anything more than that. That's amazing. Want to know how you can use your natural skills, personality, and talent to create the social enterprise of your dreams? Find out how to design a life-giving, sustainable, scalable impact business based on your social entrepreneur style with my What's Your Social Entrepreneur Style quiz. Whether you're dreaming of starting an impact business, already have a social enterprise and it's not as much fun as it used to be, or you have loads of experience and you want to make it better, I created a free 10-question quiz to help you gain more clarity about yourself and how to build or refine your social enterprise not only to fit your style, but to find others who complement your style. Not only that, But with this newfound knowledge, you'll feel empowered to enhance your process instead of just focus on the results, which let's face it, can take a while. To discover your social entrepreneur style, go to trishabaileyphd.com and take two minutes to answer 10 really fun questions about yourself and your business. You'll immediately find out whether you're a passionate go-getter, meticulous analyst, supportive mediator, or enthusiastic influencer. Then I'll send goodies and guidance to your inbox specifically curated for your unique style. You'll also get this super fun, this is me graphic that you can share on social that shows your style and your strengths. Talk about free, easy, and non-slazy self promo. Again, that's trishabayleyphd.com to find out your social entrepreneur style with my fun, fast, and free quiz. Is there anything coming up in 2024 that listeners and people need to know about when it comes to building your brand online or communicating with people online to build your audience?
1: Yeah, this year is going to be interesting, right? There's going to be a lot of shifts. And I think the biggest thing that we're still going to to have to see how it unfolds and exactly what the implications of it are, though, is like is AI technology Mm -hmm. and with just the accessibility and the the volume of content that can be created. It's kind of like, like right now there's, there's AI that, you know, I have a tool that I can, I put a script in and I can put in a thousand phone numbers and leads and it'll call the people and have somewhat of a reasonable conversation where 40, 50% of the people don't even know it's AI. And it's it's quite interesting to see that. So wow. if we can do that with a phone call right now, we're not far off from that being a, a video content, photo-based content. And then the next evolution of that would then be, we're not far off from AI technology being able to run complete brands, you know, like well, post the yeah. create the content, post the content, engage with the content. So I think just keeping an eye on where it's at and and not being overwhelmed by the amount of stuff coming at it, us with AI, but more so being aware of, what exists and then if something makes sense for you and your business look at how to use it and be an early adopter for the technology because I remember 15 years ago my grandmother was trying to work her you know her 2001 computer and was like this stuff just moves so fast I just can't (laughs) understand it right and we look at those or look at an iPhone from 2007 and it's there's like four apps on it you know
0: yeah (laughs)
1: And uh, at the time, it's like, whole, but, you know, at, at the time, it's relatively simple, actually, for most people to, to start and use it. But now, these phones have so many things to do. If if someone picked up an iPhone for the first time, let's say someone came out of jail, never used the iPhone before, they're using it, they're gonna be confused, It'll t- they'll probably never learn. It. So let's start now while it's relatively more simple, and at least get used to using it so that that way as it more stuff gets out of over time that you're able to to adapt and grow with it
0: yes so important especially with this to try to, with AI to try to get on on before it does get more complicated and then I think also starting with with things as uh, simple prompts like just get into it and start with something simple because it is easy to get overwhelmed but I would encourage people to yeah get in there and start with things that are simple So Dylan, you've been, had quite a few experiences in your life. What would you say as you're talking to other leaders, what's the biggest challenge that you faced on your entrepreneurial journey to where you are today? And how'd you get past that?
1: So biggest, like number one thing is getting over myself. (laughs) I think Mm. that a lot uh, for, you know, for a lot of people, there's, it took a while for me to understand my strengths, my weaknesses, and where I kind of fall in the world of business. You know, we, we actually, uh, me and my uh, current business partner, we uh, we recently realized we were in the wrong seats on the bus. We're like, for a long time, we were doing things together. And, you know, things were like, re- really efficient, everything's working. And then uh, went through a period of time when we're like, like, we're having a little more friction now than we're used to. And we like assess, like, what are we doing wrong? It's like, we're sitting in each other's seats. Like, so then we kind of switch seats and like, we're grooving again. It's like, it's so weird to, to see that. So I think it being really self-aware, knowing where we, you know, you, me, the, someone as the person who's inside the driver's seat of their business or life, uh, looking and understanding where that, that falls. So that's one. The other major thing is, is I've dealt with um, terrible people who've stolen money from me, cause friction in relationships. And so I think that that's like the part of this. The second biggest thing is I've had, you know, one instance in particular where there was a guy I was working with who ended up like looting all the bank accounts and disappearing. And, uh, you know, I had to spend quite a significant amount of time to just to give you some context. So we had our biggest month ever. And the next month, this guy loots all the money and disappears. So I'm oh, left with gosh. all the fulfillment debt of these people that had paid us, oh, and to fulfill over the next, you know, the period of time that the people mm-hmm. had paid for, and then meanwhile, working with you know police to track this guy down. So uh, that was a a huge learning opportunity for me on on levels of control, how to set things up, working with the right people, and um, I think had that not happened, I probably wouldn't be the person I am today with business. Yeah, and
0: what you experienced is terrible as it was, it's almost something that, I mean, you can be taught things, but you almost have to walk through those crappy experiences to become the person that you're meant to be. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. You know, I was actually, interestingly enough, I was at a, I was at a meditation conference that the week before that that happened. So had our biggest month ever. I go and I do a seven day meditation retreat. And uh, the last day of the retreat, I find out this had happened. And I'm like, you know, what, what things did I conjure up and manifest in this time? So it's like, you know, for that to, for that to happen, literally like the, the damn leaving. Yeah. And, you know, I think that in order for, you know, sometimes we go through things and I've said before that life only makes sense in re- looking at it in reverse, mm-hmm. right? Because if we wake up the next day and day after day, just keep chugging along and moving forward, eventually we're going to get to some kind of equilibrium or some kind of better place. Mm-hmm. But the reason that so many people fail in my experience with seeing it and, and from my personal experience is something like that happens and they give up. I mm-hmm. could have gone and got a cozy job making, you know, a nice healthy salary somewhere. And, uh, you know, just said, I'm going to just like hide in this little cubby for the rest of my life. But, you know, I know that my mission, my purpose is greater and that, you know, for me, that's not my, that's not my my life's purpose. Mm -hmm. So for me, I, you know, I wake up and even when I was in like one of the deepest holes ever, I still know that, that greater purpose and mission is what I'm moving towards. And in order to get there, I have to get over this. And then I'm stronger because of it. Now I'm, I'm more sure of myself. I understand a lot more about business. I understand life. I understand people. I understand uh, legalities, right? There's so many lessons I learned from it that I'm 29 right now, like, You know, like most people don't learn these lessons or ever. So it's like for me to know this now when the stakes are the stakes, and this you know I'm not talking about billion dollars and and hundreds of millions, right? It's maybe it's a blessing in disguise.
0: And that guy is out of your life now, thankfully. Uh (laughs) You have you have separated, you have disconnected your energy from him. Uh
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So this brings up the next topic that I think is really important for people to entrepreneurs to hear others other entrepreneurs talk about especially those who have been through really crappy situations you mentioned meditation what do you do to recharge how do you yeah what do you do to recharge how do you keep yourself going how do you take your foot off the gas so that you can get grounded and then keep moving forward
1: for me i know that so there's people say there's like introverts and extroverts right Mm -hmm. an extrovert is is someone that you're in a group of people and you get charged up. An introvert, you're around a group of people and you get charged down, right? And you need to go, my sister's this way. She's after Christmas dinner, you know, when I go see them uh, in a couple weeks, she's going to be laying under her bed, you know, in her (laughs) like, oh, this is so nice. Whereas me, I'm like, guys, like what's next, board games? Like, you know, like we're going all night, right? (laughs) So I like being around people. I really, I really do. Like I've I've always said, I, I just love people in general. Like I don't... You know, I don't really have like any people that maybe someone would call me their enemy, but like I never look at anyone as like an enemy. I just I just like people, so that that's one thing for me. And then like when it comes to like personally, like I uh, you know I have like a meditation room in my house. I have a sauna, if like an infrared sauna. I have like a you know an area that I I meditate in. So for me, it's like sometimes we have to I have to shut my brain off in order to to really be able to process stuff mm-hmm. we're, we're consumed by thousands were attacked by thousands and thousands of people companies and things that want our attention every single day and our brains right now i don't think that we actually have the ability to, to deeply process and understand things in a world where some people used to drive in silence and and that used to be their processing time now they're got the radio playing they're texting on their phone like there's like seven things that they're doing in the car there's advertisements so then, some people in the shower, right? That used to be the time to think. Now people bring their phones in their shower. So it's like I think just as as humans, and I know this personally, like we need to have the ability to shut our brains off, shut our brains off, shut our brains Any thirty minutes is more than enough, and uh, and just allow our brains and our bodies to kind of just like like process all the stuff in our lives Mm -hmm. and then we're good. We can go about our our day. And I, I do that in the morning first thing. And that's kind of my way of, of resetting my battery for, for every day.
0: So I know Dylan that you have, you know, you have your personal and your business mission and I know you're a high vibe guy, but you have been through some challenges and I'm sure more to come So What keeps you going on tough days? What's your, why, why do you stay out there and keep helping people?
1: Um, I went to, uh, so Ed Milet, uh, about a year ago, um, you know Ed Milet is?
0: Yes, yes. Okay,
1: great. He had a a book, launch. He, he wrote his new his book, and this was, it's called Power One More. And this was just over a year ago. So I went out to his house in Palm Springs. There's a small group of people there. And um, I, I guess, uh, so his book, the whole idea behind it was like, it, it's the power of one more. So, hey, if you're, you know, if you're working out and you think you're on the last rep, just do one more. Mm-hmm. Or if you think, you know, if you're, someone who is depressed and thinking about taking your life, just do one more day, you know, or you're, you're thinking about giving up your business, just try one more week or one more call. And after you do that one more, just tell yourself one more, (laughs) because that one thing is it's monumental step. It's just like the one monumental thing, but you never know like that one could be that the, the thing that changes and takes it from being bad to okay to good. So, you know for me i know my my greater purpose is is impact and you know i have i have the things i'd like i I'm, I'm going to do in this lifetime i'm still learning and developing and i'm going through a lot of things in my life but for me when times are tough i kind of just look at myself it's like all right like i've got the great things i want to do in my life i know those are there i don't have the capability to work on those just yet and so i'm currently in this place but it's fine because i'm moving towards that And in order to do that, it's got to take one more step. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's powerful. Just one more step. One more thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So before I ask my last question, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but so it's fresh. How do people find you if they want to connect with you? What's the best way?
1: So directly with me, Instagram, uh, Dylan Van D-Y-L-A-N-V as in Victor, A-N-A-S. Also my website, DylanVaness.com. Or if you want to grow your personal brand, your brand, your business brand, mindfulagency.com.
0: Great. Perfect. Okay. So we'll make sure that we link to all of those in the show notes. So my last question, what is your biggest vision for your businesses?
1: My thing that I've always wanted to do is to create a, a, okay. So when I was 16, I went to a leadership program called, uh, it's called leap in uh, UCLA in California. And uh like four or 500 youth that go there. You, they, they teach you the things that you need to succeed in life that's not taught in school, personal development, goal setting, time management, public speaking, all that stuff. Great program. I think it's shifted over the years, but when I went years ago, it was phenomenal. Now, with that being said, I um, understand how one little thing like that can be the catalyst for change in people's lives. And so for me, I took a week out of my life to go to retreat from my life into this other kind of this experience where I was learning and growing and developing. So I love to create a retreat center of sorts where we can have host masterminds, experiences, uh, spiritual journeys, business, you know, events, and just have that. And, you know, maybe that's where my and agency leads to, I'm not sure. I'm, ho- I'm going to host my first event. I've hosted other events before, but my first kind of like mid-sized event, three, or 400 people, in uh, Vegas early next year in March. So that's an opportunity to do more of this kind of stuff and really just uh, just providing, giving people the room to have uh, monumental changes in their lives. That's my great mission.
0: That's an incredible mission. Dylan, I know that you've made a lot of difference in people's lives already, and I know that you've got a lot more ahead. So thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Thank you for your time and also for your insights, not just for 2024, but for the next few years. I think a lot of the things that you shared are very, very perennial and evergreen. So we appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Avant Garde Entrepreneur. I hope you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. If you enjoyed what you heard, share it with a friend. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. Questions, comments, or feedback, connect with me directly at trishabayleyphd.com or on social at trishabayleyphd. Now, you go and get back to changing the world. I'll see you again soon.